The following is a fourth-hand production. Secret rolls of film, hidden papers in national archives, FBI accusations, fake UFO wreckage. It's not the plot of a new Nick Cage movie, it's the story of the Majestic 12, a super-secret committee of scientists, military leaders, and government officials, formed in 1947 by an executive order by U.S. President Harry S. Truman to facilitate recovery and investigation of alien spacecraft. Did it exist? Does it still today? Where does Trump fall on the chart of U.S. clearance? And why so much love from Stanton Friedman? We dive into all that and more on the podcast that doesn't have security clearance, but if we did it would be majestic. Hysteria 51 They say I'm disturbed. From city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? crazy. There's hysteria. You can't handle the truth. Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that absolutely believes in government conspiracies, but only in the truly evil ones. And luckily, we know the difference. This is Hysteria 51. Hey, Morty, let me, let, me, let me ask you a question real quick. Does evil exist? And if so, can one detect and measure it? Um, Rhetorical question, Morty. The answer is yes. You just have to be a genius. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I'm your host on this journey into the shadows. My name is John Goforth. I'm the Rick, and so were the rest of you before you formed this stupid alliance. Alongside is my co-host and co-conspirator, Mr. Brent Fox Mulder Hand. One more anal probing gyro pyro levitating ecoplasm alien antimatter story, and I'm going to take up my gun and shoot somebody. Thank you, John. This should be a fun one. The Majestic 12 is one of those kind of, I don't know, tentpole conspiracies in the UFO world. You've got a secret government group that was authorized by the president and is tied to more than one of the UFO stories that we've all heard of. Roswell, Battle of L.A. more. I mean, this is, you know, it's it's creme de la creme. It is. It is. It's a really well-known one and, and really good timing, too. I mean, over the holidays, the Pentagon actually came out with and released some actual footage of a UFO that they admit they have no idea what it is or where it came from. Uh, here's a clip of Brent. I think it's actually your favorite, uh, your, fa- your favorite, uh, you bite your tongue cable, cable news host, Tucker Carlson, uh, interviewing the pilot of, uh, of that, uh, that Air F-18, Force plane. That F-18. F-18. Yeah. What, what would you estimate the speed? Oh, well above supersonic. It, it like a bullet out of a gun. It took off. So from what you know about aerodynamics, mechanics, physics uh, should this be possible what you saw not with the technology that we have today not not at all bottom line what do you think this was i believe as do the other folks that were on the flight that we when we visually saw it that it was something not from this world so that happened 13 years ago and the pentagon just released it and they eventually agreed with the pilot that they had no idea what it was they didn't say it was something not of this world but that's still big admission from the pentagon in fact the one guy that was interviewed making the rounds the head of it um, he, when asked, he would just say, I'm no longer a part of the government, so I can't say what they think it is. She's, <laughs> so she's like, well, what do you think? It defies laws of nature and physics. 
Uh, so you decide what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a lot to say. Now, uh, are you talking about uh, the dude from the Pentagon program? I think he actually posted about it on Hysteria Nation. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's actually play that clip. He's from the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. His name name is uh, Luis Elizondo. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, let's hear from him. CNN interviewed him. Here's a clip. We have identified some very, very interesting anomalous um, type of aircraft. Let's call them aircraft. Things that don't have um, any obvious flight surfaces, any obvious forms of propulsion, and maneuvering in ways um, that include extreme maneuverability beyond, uh, I would submit, the healthy G-forces of, uh, of a human or anything biological, uh, hypersonic velocities, low observability, um, positive lift. Again, seemingly in, in defying the laws of aerodynamics. Right. So interesting parallels with this stuff coming out today and the things that might or might not have happened back in the 40s. We get it. You guys are so smart. Uh-oh. Someone's feeling left out. Mm, no kidding. That other voice you're hearing is the third host of this program, Conspiracy Bot. I built Seabot in my lab to help edit the show and research, and instead, he pretty much just spends my money and drinks our booze, John. That's right. You know, Seabot, we were actually having a decent discussion there, and you came along and, and really pretty much just screwed the whole thing up. This is why we get the comments about you on the show that we do. Oh, yeah? Want to know what I think of both of you? Here, let me put in clip form so your simple minds can comprehend. So in conclusion, you're both equally mercurial, overly sensitive, clingy, hysterical bird brain homunculi. And I honestly can't even tell the two of you apart half the time because I don't go by height or age. I go by amount of pain in my ass, which makes you both identical. I mean, at least he used a culturally relevant show this time. It's a step in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, no more Encino Man drops, Seabot. Anyway, before we veer too far off course, let's get to our guests, of which we have copious amounts. Two. If you think copious is two. Yeah. <laughs> so, number one, back in the chair, Kevin Crispin. Hey, guys. How are you doing? I mean, look at me. Uh, yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> I have to say, I want to thank both of you uh, for not allowing Seabot to do any more fucking stand up because that was horrible. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's off that shit. He's well, we're still, just, we're just not talking he's about. Still it. doing oh, okay. it. We just made a pact that we wouldn't should talk. I, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have brought it up. Should I? <laughs> yeah. Let's just avoid it. And no, no, uh, no. no. Well, well, we'll just move on. And coming to us from the far off land, which I believe it's summer there right now when it's winter <laughs> here. Wait, so uh, it's right. uh, it's. It's 7 p.m. What is it? Tuesday there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you did the uh, the conversion pretty yeah. much spot yeah. on. Is it Fort Weene? Fort Weene? Uh, it's pronounced uh, Fort Weezy, actually. <laughs> Fort Weezy, yeah. Fort yeah. Sheezy. Fort got- Wayne, Indiana. Moving on My- up. Michael Cole. Hi. Hello. Thrilled to be back. Thank you so much for having me again. Well, you're welcome. I'm glad we could make your year by having you on here. <laughs> You've done it so soon, too. It's, it's kind of hard kind of sad for to see a peak so early i apologize i know yeah january 6th man yeah well wait i guess it's tuesday so it's january 9th there right we don't know when this episode's coming out so it's sometime in 2018 that's my fault you can just just (laughs) see by go in and over him and i'm sorry i'm teasing i'm teasing we edit everything you say anyway (laughs) asshole So, gentlemen, we're talking the Majestic 12, not the stupendous 12, not the really, really uh, beautiful 12. Not the Majestic 7. No. Not the Dirty Dozen. Not any of that. There's no Telly Savalas. The Majestic 12. 
A Majestic 12, that is a, a, a Cineplex outside of Springfield, Illinois, right? <laughs> that is true. That is okay, true. good. I it's, study the right thing then. It's it's owned by AMC, I believe, right? Oh, they're yeah. doing well. Carasotis. Carasotis. Coca-Cola classic bouncing around on the screen. That's right. So let's talk the history and mystery therein, the Majestic 12. John, why don't you give us a little background on this this dandy of a story? So there's a documentary producer in the early 80s named Jamie Shandera, sitting at home, minding his own business, and an envelope gets dropped through his mail slot. We all have had that happen. I mean, who hasn't? The random manila envelope comes through. That old chestnut? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one has a New Mexico postmark, but no return address. And it contains no letters, no correspondence of any type, but a single roll of undeveloped 35 millimeter film. Fuck, you expect me to pay to. to <laughs> yeah, you want me to develop, to develop that? I think it's the same roll of film that's in The Rock. <laughs> uh <laughs> oh, honey. <laughs> I know who killed JFK. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for one reason or another, Shandera took a film with him to dinner with a friend and conspiracy theorist William Moore as ones to do now. That sounds weird, but, John, if someone had dropped off something like that at my house, I'm coming to dinner, I probably would bring it. Like, outside wouldn't you get it, of the Wouldn't t- you get it, like, developed first, though? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, Hey, probably. look at this film that's not developed. Isn't it interesting? I was going to say, what can they do with it? I mean, uh, it's just a negative, right? So they Let's can open it up and hold it up to the light. <laughs> yeah. <right>? yeah. <laughs> so Moore hears about this strange story that Shandera had, and he allegedly immediately left dinner, went to his house, and started developing. Does he, have a, does he have a dark room at his house? Uh, it was the 80s. Everyone had dark rooms. Hey, I watched The Americans. <laughs> that checks out. Don't look uh, that yeah, up. Yeah, don't look that up. I watched The Americans. They had one in their garage. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a damn good show. It mm. is. Yeah. It is. So the pictures are actually photos of documents, classified documents to be exact. And while there weren't pictures of UFO or aliens, the pictures and the documents told an explosive story that, if true, not only confirmed that Roswell crash in the 40s had happened, but that also detailed the people behind the research and the cover-up of that story and really anything and everything since then. There was even a memo in there from President Truman. And this is the, the, the memo is kind of the, the gold standard of all the documents. Yeah, in right. There. Right. So there's three major and we'll get into them. But this memo was from President Truman to Secretary of Defense James Forrestal, appointing a committee of scientists, government officials and military men, the Majestic 12. Known as the Majestic 12. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. To figure out just how to deal with the There was Roswell. a Native American, an African American, yep. a police officer, uh, a construction worker, <laughs> young men. <laughs> I said young men. And they're going to figure out how to deal with Roswell and anything else alien related that happens in the future. And the memo was top secret eyes only. And it reads as follows. John, what did it say? Dear Secretary Forrestal, as per our recent conversation on this matter, actually, I probably need to do this in my Truman voice. I apologize. <laughs> Dear Secretary Forrestal, as per our recent conversation on this matter, you are hereby authorized to proceed with all due speed and caution upon your undertaking. Hereafter, this matter shall be referred to as our Operation Majestic 12. Now, I'll finish it with my Truman voice. <laughs> oh, and it continues to be my feelings that any future considerations relative to the ultimate disposition of this matter <laughs> should rest solely with Within the office of the president, following appropriate discussion within yourself, Doctor Bush, and the director of Central Intelligence. Oh, nation! Those were both. Those were both really good. I do a do a I do a Jimmy Carter, but that's not really going to be relevant. <laughs> <laughs> nation, tell us which one of us was closer. 
So, guys, uh, the Majestic 12 was tasked with keeping the lid on extraterrestrial secrets while striving to understand and exploit the science and technology that had literally fallen into the hands of the U.S. government in the deserts of New Mexico. Now, I did throw out a name when I was reading that, Dr. Bush. Now, that's not the Bush family, as you're thinking of. It's Dr. That's, Laura Bush. Yeah, that's Dr. Vandevar Bush, who oh, was, um, was a wrong. name among names at that time. Uh, that is a name. <laughs> yes, Vandevar. On the hill, people. <laughs> I don't think that's it. I, I don't think that's it. We went to college with this girl named Marlo, and every time I'd walk into a room and she was there, I'd always go, Marlo of the hill, people. I'm sure she loved that. She loved mm-hmm. it. She also left a uh, candle burning and burned down the door. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I remember. Yeah. Marlo of the hill, people. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Things happen in Carbondale. All right. Uh, Glad I could regale you with a, with a fine story. You're going to get this podcast sued. <laughs> so according to the documents, members of the original Majestic 12 included, as I said, Dr. Vannevar Bush, head of the U.S. Office of Scientific Research and Development during World War II. Then we had retired Admiral Sidney Sewers, the first director of the CIA, Secretary of Defense James Forrestal, and Dr. Donald Menzel, theoretical astrophysicist and avid UFO debunker. Why do you get a UFO debunker on the, on the team? Because you're smart. Because you, that's exactly what mm-hmm. you'd want Absolutely. on the true UFO right. team. So curiously, whoever sent the photos of the documents to Shandera waited until the last supposed member of the Majestic 12 passed away, eliminating the chance to question members as to their involvement. And this was 1985, right? 84, I believe. 84. 84, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. Right. So about three months after the last uh, surviving member of the Majestic 12 died, that's when these documents came out, so nobody could be questioned. Must have died in that Apple commercial. <laughs> oh. Come on, yeah, man. It all comes together. Yeah, that, that uh, fucking yeah, hammer. Though. Hey, that's great. Yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't just be throwing those things around at a huge screen. You know, <laughs> Someone's going to die. <laughs> so Shandara and Moore would spend years trying to verify and validate the documents, which the eventual help... Of everyone's favorite ufologist. Certainly this show's favorite. Stanton Mother Effin Freeman, as his parents used to refer to him as. Yeah, that was his that was his um nickname in grammar school. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so if you're not familiar, uh Stanton Freeman was the original, the OG who investigated Roswell. He's investigated oh. everything. And if you've watched a credible UFO show He's probably been on there. He's actually 173 years old, and he is still on tour. Which is funny, because when you do look at the old photos of him that are black and white, he looks the same, just with darker hair. Is mm-hmm. he? He's 173 and still on tour? Yes. Is he in the Rolling Stones? <laughs> he and Keith Richards. Yeah, that's right. So, but this rabbit hole, it doesn't stop there. Oh, no. It goes deeper. John, paint us a picture. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. So Shandera, Moore, and Friedman say they later received an anonymous postcard. See, everything's anonymous. No one was going to sign their name to this stuff that led them to a specific box in the National Archives. That's where they met Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering. No, uh, it contained inside of that box was a memo from the then assistant to the president named Robert Cutler. Um, the memo was sent to General Twining telling it was a simple memo. It was just telling him that a Majestic 12 briefing would take place during a different regular meeting. Now, I will say this. Now, it is weird that they, they found out about this through the stuff. 
this paper, as far as they know, is real, and it was stamped by the National Archives. So no matter what, the archives at least had at some point saw this paper and said, yeah, this is an official document and stamped it. So outside of and all they've the never, other... they've never made a mistake before, so I mean, yeah, legit. I'm just saying outside of the other stuff, this at least, and it didn't call it Majestic 12, it said MJ 12. Right. Well, it's 23. So, <laughs> Everything's twenty. Michael Jordan, MJ twenty three. <laughs> Although, if you guys note, he did have his uh, jersey stolen once in the eighties and before a game, and he did wear the number twelve. Ooh. Oh, fucked up! Ooh. Wow. And, and he was nine for a while and forty five. He was forty five. Yep, yep. So, it's literally though, if legit, this man will obviously lends credence to at least the entire MJ twelve story as it was separate from the other documents. Not found in the, the archives, meaning at least there was something. So there's there's a different document somewhere else also talking about MJ-12. Yeah. Now, right. they didn't say Majestic okay. 12. Maybe they scoured it and found MJ-12. And that could have been, like you said, something. Not, this was, at least as far as I know, a real document but outside are, of the ones that they got pictures But of. there are problems with this document. Very uh, solid problems. The problem first is that the memo is by Robert Cutler. Robert Cutler wasn't, it's it's a fact, was not in Washington, D.C. on the day the memo was allegedly written. He was in Europe. That's a, that's a fact. Now, there is a caveat to that. He didn't sign the document. So it could have been written on his behalf. But if Majestic 12 is as top secret as it is, do you think you're going to have your assistant writing it out? You right. Know, the, memo was, it? the memo was marked top secret restricted mm-hmm. security information. Yeah. So a secretary literally couldn't have done it because exactly. they wouldn't have had clearance. There's another problem with top secret restricted security information being marked that. That, that classification didn't exist in 1954, the date on the memo. It, that classification didn't create it and didn't get created until the 60s under you Nixon. You dumb bastard. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what they want you to think. Everyone knows there's 40 levels of clearance. Yep. Top secret is way down there. So it did exist, but it was so secret that we didn't know it exactly. existed. Exactly. Exactly. There was four people that had it. One of them was a secretary. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Another thing to note, earlier we mentioned that the leader of MJ-12, uh, that Truman had written the memo to the first U.S. Secretary of Defense, James Forrestal. Well, two years after said memo. In the first 40, memo, the, the first Truman one, memo. In 49, he had a mental breakdown and committed suicide. So there's a lot of conspiracy theorists who believe that he was actually murdered. That Forrestal was murdered. Yes, yes. Because he, I mean, he did die two years after supposedly majestic 12 was created uh, perhaps a part of this conspiracy was he didn't he didn't like majestic 12 he was doing something wrong so they offed him so the thing is if 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 majestic 12 is true that's a hell of a clearance level and, and what i was just saying what i was referring to there's documents floating around and if you look at this so if you listen to the the official channels you have top secret okay so you have restricted great movie by the way great movie secret dude Great movie. Correct. <laughs> Val Kilmer and his finest. Oh, yes. His first oh, yes. movie. Mm-hmm. So you got re- restricted confidential secret and top secret. Then you got special compartmentalized information. And it goes on up from there. Now, they'll tell you that that's it. Well, au contraire, if you're looking online and you believe the the conspiracy theorists out there. The PDF that Brent found. There's 17 levels above. Uh, the, above actually would be. 19 levels above that just to get to the president so it starts counting up what? and then 
a whole 20 some levels above the president at the tip top is majestic and it goes majestic right below that is cosmic below that's luna below that's ultra and it goes on and on and on down meaning there are the the president of the United States These is sound stuck like a- in the middle of the road as far as he's like the delivery boy on the list of important. Can I say that? I think you downloaded a list of summons from Final Fantasy seven <laughs> and are confusing them with with clearances in the government. Uh, Kevin, I, I will say that if this is the case, that the president is this far down these days, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah. Like, yeah, should, I kind of believe that you should sleep better knowing that he's a 17. It goes to 28 before. It gets to the ten levels above that. This also looks like the. Where's Bannon? Uh, <laughs> Bannon's nobody's paying attention to Bannon anymore. He's it's a different chart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has bacteria on it. Um, <laughs> this reminds me of the uh, the is it called the ladder in Scientology? Uh, the the path or whatever it is where you're going clear mm-hmm. in the levels of Thetans and stuff. You're, and then when they, Thetan. then when they bring you in and they they teach you that uh, mm-hmm. all the 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 crazy alien shit is true. Well, then you're on your whole new. Then there's like four more levels, four right. more levels above that. And those are uh, free. Uh, I'm just kidding. Think of how many <laughs> think of how many Girl Scout cookies you sell to get through those, man. It's crazy. <laughs> But seriously, though, like it, we'll post this on Hysteria Nation. It's really interesting to look at. This is the list of supposedly Majestics at the tip top. And there's so many under that that we just it's it's clouded from our view. And, and the president is a figurehead, if you believe this. So, nothing more, nothing less. So speaking of documents, Brent, new documents surrounding Majestic 12 do, do circuit surface every few years. Um, they aren't as valuable to discuss as the yeah. ones that we've been discussing. Here's how we know. Conspiracy websites like Gaia. If you aren't familiar with Gaia, it's it's like the one that believes everything for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> They're the ones that say this is these these new documents are BS. When when Gaia.com says it's BS, you just move on. Yeah, here's an actual quote from Gaia. Although the authenticity of these recent Majestic 12 documents have been debunked by Howe and most of her colleagues, Stan Friedman is one of the few who maintains their integrity. But much of the format and verbiage in the documents proves to be absolutely fake. But who is behind this recent documents that has gone so, to such length to perpetrate an already convoluted story? Question mark. Well, they don't know and they don't answer. <laughs> to be obviously fake. When they when they say obviously fake. <laughs> the thing that blows my mind with this. And so we're looking at these and we're going to get into why we haven't told you we're going to tell you why they're fake why they're not fake and reasons they could be reasons they might not be but it's weird because you've got some a group like gaia who they're the ones like the star child you know and the and those wait paul stanley yeah Yeah, from kiss yeah Yeah. and uh, you know like those those bodies they keep finding they're like oh this was a uh, a mummy and it's got four foot fingers and all this stuff they're the ones that go oh this stuff is absolutely true that's real yeah Okay. So, and they're the ones saying this isn't true. But then you got Stanton Freeman, someone who has built an entire career of using real evidence to debunk. And he, if he debunks you, that dude is out for blood. I mean, and I got, I got who to is he? Who is he? He hates uh, Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Yeah, I love how I love how this dude will sit and defend this that no one believes. But Bob Lazar, like Betty you're so, and Barney you're, Hill, he believes 
emphatically. But he will defend all of these documents that come out for the Majestic 12, not just the original ones, but all of the new ones that no one else believes. Gaia doesn't believe, but he defends them. No one else does. Well, but Bob Lazar, you're full of it. Yeah. Now, he does say, I will say this. Freeman does come out. If you watch interviews with him, he's like, a lot of these are BS. Mm-hmm. A lot of these documents are BS. A lot of them aren't. And you know, so that's where he's like, oh, I'm not dumb enough to believe that all these things, a lot of this is just perpetuation of a hoax. But there's enough there that I really believe it. Well, uh, going back to Gaia, uh, it sounds like they 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 will believe anything. You guys were saying pretty yeah, much, pretty much. It so they watch that way. Yeah. They watch Infowars. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. <laughs> so here's the thing: just because some fake documents have surfaced over the years, which you know, like I said, even Friedman says and Gaia says, that doesn't mean that the heart of the story isn't true or couldn't be true. So did the government actually have a clandestine group? with top-secret clearance in place to keep alien existence from the public? Like, do they still? Well, we'll get to the truth in that all after the break when we return with more Hysteria 51. Yeah. Don't you ever been in black on Well, I mean, this is the <laughs> The real one. Hola, David, and me, I'm O'Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages yeah. was the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So (laughs) you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. (laughs) In that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, they design it for long-term retention, you know, and uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, 
If we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Gaia. You feel better? <laughs> Welcome back to the Gaia Hour. I'm Dr. Brent Hand. I should start using three names so that when I do go crazy, they go, well, of course, he had three names. Dr. Weird Part in His Hair? <laughs> Dr. Brent Montel. Have you ever seen the guy in Guy? He's got a weird part in his hair. The blonde guy? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, does Guy have like a show? So it's a channel. You can pay to um, watch stuff. Oh, you And they have hundreds and hundreds of, of real documented UFO videos. Ooh. Um, some of them I actually think would be fantastic to watch, but like John said, they a lot of them fall into the um Oh my god, I can't believe you guys are bullshit this category. That's Nation, welcome back in. We are talking about the Majestic 12. It's a majestic episode so far. It's, it's uh, been majestic. It has that been. it has been. Uh while we were on break, Mike Cole made a wonderful point about uh, a certain person that we were talking about in the first half, Mr. Forstall. Uh, Mike, if you'd like to uh, elaborate. I was saying that uh, uh, news was that he committed suicide and there was the rumor that perhaps he was murdered, but it was my belief that he had been killed while seeking a golden idol in South America before Indiana Jones got there. Forstall. A large boulder. When he speaks that way, when Indiana Jones speaks that way, you can hear his beard stubble. <laughs> oh, it's because the stubble is also in his throat. It's that right. Yes. It's like a, it goes in and out. It's like a Jeff Mudgett TED Talk, just real scratchy and terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get too deep into references, you won't understand. Nathan, hey, if you watch this show and listen to you it, watch this you'll show, watch it. You remote, remote viewing. Remote viewing. Good job. And if you <laughs> call back, if you listen repeatedly, you get that. Nothing is better on a podcast than inside jokes you <laughs> probably don't get. That's it. There's nothing better. <laughs> We're going to start joking about people we knew in college. Oh, wait. No, we did that, too. 
Hey, I had a good time. All right. So before the break, we were talking it. We to- we gave you the history and the mystery behind the Majestic Twelve. But now we're going to get into uh, could it be possible? Here's some arguments that it could, and uh, but we're going to start with arguments that it isn't. That so, this is this is so the prosecution. Correct, mm. Brent. Why is it not true? Well, according to the FBI, the Truman Memo was the written, original memo. The Truman Memo was the memo that that said, "Hey, we need to make this." And Mister Mister Forstall was written on a typewriter, not available until 1963. Now that's a pretty so the good. Da- <laughs> the date on the Truman Memo was 1947. Seven. And the typewriter wasn't available until 1963. Yeah, exactly. And also, they say that the Truman signature on the document is cut and pasted from another document. Now, that's real hard to say, I think, because only the FBI was ever allowed to look into it. And it was a picture of a document. Wasn't the actual document. No, it was, these okay. were 35 millimeter All pictures. from that same yeah, roll of yeah. film. Okay. But so, according, so according to the FBI, it, it didn't just look like wasn't the same, yeah. wasn't in the same hand. It literally, uh, with the um, with the way the 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 pen the the ink they spread just, and all that they was said that literally looked, cut and pasted they said it. it looked like someone cut it out and threw it on there and took a picture of it and that yeah cut and paste pre and they weren't very they weren't very nice about in their method of debunking this after they were finished you know doing all their uh, checking of the the typewriter type and all this they just wrote bogus in big letters so over you, the if documents you look at them did you see that line, yeah. they are just in it says black. bogus the fbi yep. took they 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 printed these out and wrote bogus in black like a big sharpie marker over top of our bill and ted and the fbi (laughs) (laughs) bogus So some of the biggest debunkers also of these Majestic 12 papers are, are members of the UFO community and conspiracy theorists thereof. Themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like we said, these Gaia and people like that are going, no, this is absolutely not true. And Moore has been accused, the one, Moore the, being the guy that, that, that was the one who developed the film. The one who rushed out of dinner to his home darkroom. He's been accused of creating the whole thing as an elaborate hoax. And he has admitted to disseminating disinformation on behalf of the military before. And this story gets weird here. On July 1st and 2nd, 1989, in Las Vegas, Nevada, they hosted the annual Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON, symposium. They do this every year yeah. to this MUFON.org. Yeah. So when Moore spoke, he said, among other things, I would play the disinformation game, get my hands dirty just often enough to lead those directing the process into believing that I was doing exactly what they wanted me to do, and all the while continuing to burrow my way into the matrix so as to learn as much possible about who was directing it and why. Uh, it was so, the Wachowski brothers. In other words, I lied to you and I did make a bunch of stuff up, but I did it for good reason. Yeah, like I could look and go, okay, so these people are coming after me, so I'm going to start researching them now or i've uncovered this rock by saying it was under there but now i know to look over here because that's where you came from stupid crap like that and needless to say the mufon folks weren't amused yeah friedman even acted as shocked as everyone else friedman the guy who says these are all real yeah yeah stanton friedman and more has been spreading disinformation for years, not just about the MJ-12. John, what 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 else has he been involved in? Okay, so this story is is not good. Uh, one I mean, uh, 
Uh, one pretty of good his, story. We're it's a good about. story. It's it's pretty. It's it's it's, it's uh, good plot it's, devices. Yeah, one of his more infamous uh, tales is is that of Paul Benowitz. Benowitz owned Thunder Scientific in Albuquerque. It, it built instruments for the Air Force among other companies, um, and he loved eavesdropping on the Air Force. Who doesn't? Right? Yeah, yeah I mean that's one of my pastimes. Uh, he was also convinced that aliens were living inside Archuleta Mesa near Dolce. Again, that is a given. <laughs> uh, just north of Kirtland Air Force Base. Well, just north and south, if you know what I mean. They're underground. You know. Guys. So Benowitz flew his plane around and took countless photos of things he believed were alien, uh, providing them to the Air Force because he thought it was his civic duty. Uh, I mean, he was he was deep down the rabbit hole. One day in 1985, he actually photographed a crashed Delta Wing at aircraft and sent the pic to Bill Moore, who then, because once again, he was working with uh, the military, sent it to the AFOSI. Mm-hmm. This was actually the F-117A, a Delta Wing craft that was operating out of Holloman and was still classified. Meaning this was like finding the Blackbird uh, when the, the world didn't nine? know what it was, right. you know, back in the 60s, you're like, oh. what the hell? And and Delta Wings are this, you know, the swept back, looks like a, a, a flying wing. Well, you know what the, the mm, F-117 yeah. looks like? Like, if you see that in 1985, you're like, uh, invasion. So if you're if you're higher up, if you're higher up uh, in the military and you get handed a picture of one of your planes, you're like, that not good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's my job. Yeah. Uh, so this was like a real leak, and the Air Force needed to discredit it. So they confirmed what Benowitz knew all along. Aliens. <laughs> they, scat- <laughs> they scattered more wreckage and even more crap for him to take pictures of. <laughs> they had more. They had more. Um, basically, they-, they told more his job was to then go drive Benowitz somewhat nutty into a full psychological breakdown. And guess what? He succeeded. Well done. Benowitz had to be hospitalized and lived the rest of his life as a recluse. Because he got exactly what he wanted. Government to go, yep, it's aliens. Help us out. And he goes. But, and the point is that, that the original guy who had been spreading all of this stuff about Majestic 12 more mm-hmm. was actually working for the government the whole time yep. and pulled this crap. So then <laughs> that leaves the, you know, why do you do it? Well, in that case, it was to cover up their own tracks. Disinformation. Nothing to see over here. This is actually our own little crap. We're going to tell you it's aliens, because as soon as you come to the public and go, I have pictures of real aliens. The public goes. Okay, weirdo. Except for 2017, late when it switched, when the actual CNN and Fox and everyone comes out and goes, "There's actual aliens," and conspiracy theorists go, "Nope, liar." <laughs> well, the conspiracy theorists against all that stuff. Oh that yeah, on that's oh. just this is a bunch of BS, and it's all disinformation. So you can't win with those people. No. Mm. But needless, to say, needless to say, the biggest perpetrator, like the 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 big uh, of the Majestic Twelve papers from day one, more has been proven to be a, 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 a bold-faced liar. Now, John, you've poo-pooed on it long enough. Set us up with some arguments for. Like, why might this actually be true? Or how could it be true? Well, I mean, one thing worth pointing out is that on the original date in question of the Truman Memo, September 24th, 1947, official records do indicate that Truman, Vannevar Bush, everyone's favorite Bush, and James Forrestal... See, I like the onion Bush baked beans, but Vannevar's pretty good. Okay, fair enough. And James Forrestal did, in fact, meet. Well, 
And so that leaves you to one of two things. Either they were really meaning for the Majestic 12 or the person that uh, made this memo up and all the other things. Just happened to look at official records. <laughs> actually did their uh, due diligence and looked right, stuff up. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't just a shot in the dark. Uh, another another uh, check mark in the in the win column. Uh, a congressional historian reviewed the Truman memo and concluded it did match the writing style of Truman. I don't mean the handwriting. It was typed. Um, he had a syntax, very, he had his yes. own. Yeah. Like his well, own. Missouri way. is a weird place, man. Well, I tell you. Yeah. So, the, and that again goes <laughs> to the uh, same Missouri. thing. Oh, excuse me. About my this. fault. But that uh, falls yes, into that have. same category of either it's real or the person just did their due diligence and actually was doing a good job. Mm. So speaking of disinformation, though, if you're going to kill a true story like this, getting one of the originators to say they made it up would be a pretty good way to do it, right? Right. I mean, or if there was a true story floating around and you really wanted to kill it, a great way would be to pile on a bunch of bogus material on top of it that was easily debunked. Yeah. And then the general public would throw out, let's say, the, you know, the baby with the bathwater. Yeah. Like they saw someone looking at that thing that said MJ 12 meeting tomorrow at noon in the National Archives. They realize it's out there. They go, oh, crap. We better make up some other stuff so that uh, it'll be this so outlandish. Is, yeah. is stupid. Right. Interestingly, though, the, the FBI officially debunked the files, as we all know, and they don't typically confirm or deny anything in conspiracy land but they came out and go as as michael said bogus you know and, and, <laughs> and right dark letters written across it and the small mistakes on the documents were almost too good like they made the documents look really good but an expert would know definitively know that would know as if to help spread disinformation and here's the thing if you are on the side of your conspiracy theorists or you're on the side of the government that looked into this, the government said this and conspiracy theorists said this. Looking at these letters or these these papers, they are same as 100% sure that whoever made them had knowledge and inner workings of the government and probably was an inner working person in the government to know not only like to have access to know when these things came out, they even were typed in the same format as was inner paperwork and things like that. The FBI even said, whoever forged this did a really good job, but purposely left in mistakes wrong. They won the FBI Forge Award. <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> the Forgies. The yeah, Forgies. For yeah. Do you, do you still not go? an orgy? <laughs> if you place a picture side by side of the Hadron Collider and the Aztec calendar, there's an eerie similarity between the two. So, yeah. Thanks, Eba. Conspiracy about, you, you know, you're, you're really earning your keep there. So the thing is, the guy gets some film. They develop it. It looks crazy. They put it out. A lot of people say, nope, this is total BS. The other people come forward and say, no, it's real. And then you got the third category they're saying well it is real but it's not real they're using it to cover up the real part of it that's not really part of that and my eyes just went crossed like like it, there's no there's no winning in a story so, like this and and listening to this and talking about this uh it doesn't sound like there is a lot of people left who believe this it's, no there's not yeah. the problem is when you're looking no. at something like stan this, friedman majestic 12 mm. it stands to reason that if in 1947 if roswell did happen and that was a crash they would have done just this. Like, don't you think this would have been what they probably would have done? Absolutely. You know, the government would have done something like that. So is it an outlandish thing? Well, you know, I, I don't know. But then you got people like, 
Stanton Friedman, who thinks this is true, but then he got bo- good old Bob Lazar, who he hates. And Bob Lazar, what clearance did he have? Majestic clearance when he worked at. He had the top clearance. Supposedly because he was working with that. Now, not to say that there was only 12 people left anymore. He was supposedly working reverse engineering propulsion systems off crash, you know, alien vessels. So he had on his badge M.A.J. for clearance. Uh-huh. So that's that's a part that I got stuck on. Um, Bob Lazar's <laughs> name tag. Jimmy! <laughs> like the mushrooms! <laughs> um, so, so let's say for a second you don't believe in the Majestic 12, but you do believe Bob Lazar. How do you cross the the chasm that is w- why he has a, a name tag that says M.A.J. for Majestic if Majestic 12 is fake, but he is real? So here's here's why. This is one of the things that the people said. It's disinformation to throw you off the scent of the real Majestic 12. They threw this stuff out there so that we wouldn't know the true inner workings of the Majestic 12. So it's one of those things where that, that what if they don't crashed, believe in the Majestic 12? But it doesn't matter. They believe in you. And that's, that's all really, you really that's need really to beautiful. know. That's really beautiful. That's why there's a Hallmark movie. Dude, you got to stop watching Lifetime. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. We get it. Meredith Baxter Bernie's is not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So from from sunny Indiana, what are your thoughts? Like, Mike, do you see this as something that is I'll give you three things you can go down. They are 100 percent fake. They're 100 percent real or they are fake, but throwing us off the, the, the smell trail of what really is out there. There probably was a majestic 12 of some sort. Yeah. I'm going to take the middle of the road option there. I mean, it's, it's compelling. I mean, you have, you have this, uh, this memo, this document in the national archives, but there are issues with it. You have these documents that fall into the lap of a documentarian and a conspiracy theorist, but there are problems with them, but there's, there's enough stuff that seems good enough that it, it had to be tied into something or someone who, had some access to these to you know the inner workings of the government uh, at least had something to do with their creation that you know it's 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 fun because there's enough that you can you can go down either path you can say yes this is true 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 this is absolutely pointing to there being this type of conspiracy or yeah or you can just write bogus or the whole thing and be done with it they're just like they they didn't want to put fu on there so they're just like (laughs) what word gets it across bogus i don't know kevin we what saw Bill th- and Ted. Yeah. What do you think? You know, uh, so alien stuff, all this stuff, I, I don't know a lot about it, right? So did a little research on this, and it's it's not something that my horrible brain has, has given some time to think about. What I don't understand is why would they want to hide aliens so much, right? If, if, if there is – why mm-hmm. do conspiracy theorists need there to be a conspiracy around aliens? I don't understand – and again, maybe I don't though, know much about it. Yeah, maybe they don't want to hide them, but they're making us hide them. You're saying the aliens are making us yeah. hide them. Well, that would explain John Bolton. Look up, look up, like <laughs> <laughs> look up, like Project Serpa, where you know, like they come here and we we um one of the the people that crashed in Roswell lived, and they lived until fifty two. Like they lived for a few years. They made contact with. They're they're the greys and they made contact with them. They came here and they did an exchange like we sent 10 people to live there for 10 years and actually ended up being like 13 years. And we weren't allowed to to give any of this information out. And then in 1985, they just quit speaking to us and we haven't spoke to them since. Like there's all these like 
crazy things that these conspiracy people come out with and they say, well, that's 100% true, but the aliens won't let us talk about it. Yeah, there's a lot of parsing going on here, right? Yeah. Like, and, uh, I, you know, do I think that Truman wrote that memo? No, I don't yeah. think so. Um, he was too busy being defeated by Dewey. But I don't. No, I don't think. I I honestly don't believe that Truman uh, wrote that memo. I don't believe that there was something called the Majestic Twelve. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't believe aliens exist, because yeah. of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Right, right. We exist theoretically. Well, don't get into that shit. <laughs> we're we're you know we're just a uh, simulating it at least, John. Hit me with the inner workings of Mr. Goforth. All right. So was Majestic 12 real? No, absolutely not. Um, were they hiding the real Majestic 12 by throwing these documents off out there to throw us off the scent? Nope. Not at all. Um, but could the government have secretly put groups in place that are hunting UFOs? Of course. In, in December, I mean, we found out that the Pentagon had a secret go find UFOs budget from 2007 to 2012. Now, admittedly, it was only like 22 million bucks, uh, which is That's a, all. a rounding error, <laughs> literally for the Pentagon's budget. But still, it was a secret budget for five years. That was literally let's go find the uh, the UFOs that are going to try to attack us. And that's budget. the budget that they're letting us know. That, and that's and, the part of it. That and that's us the part know. that we know. about. So you always know you get a little bit of it. There's more than what we've. And we only know because of a, a Pentagon official who left the Pentagon. Right. And came out and said it. Right. Because. And, they well, they, about there was it? a freedom right? of information. They got the they got the video and the video with those F-18 and came out and they're like. Oh, what the hell's this thing going? Like, well, I guess we better talk about it. But I just, I don't think, like, you know, we make the majestic, like, oh, we, uh, they make the majestic twelve sound like these knights of the round table that had this huge amount of power that were running things. No, I, I think we just have a, 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 at different times in our history, and perhaps even currently, we have different scientists and other military people uh, out there looking and interested in things that we don't understand. You said Knights of the Round Table, and you never even said Hammer Jam or Spam a lot, so you lost. We're me. Knights of the Round Table. Yeah, <laughs> and I kept myself from singing. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Well done, everyone. I feel dirty with this even coming out of my mouth, but I agree with you, John. I really do. Uh, when Gaia, you're, you're says, finally waking up. When Gaia <laughs> says it's fake, come on, like it's time to go. Yeah, you know, that leaves us with Stanton Friedman. Stanton Freeman, this guy's a mystery to me because Stanton Freeman doesn't usually put his seal of approval on things. Let me rephrase that. Stanton Freeman's the guy that if he comes out and he goes, I have a lot, I put a lot of uh, credit into this, I will look into it more because I think that he uses scientific method and and um, he's a little gruff and weird, but I, I and do. And you've lost us. I do like the guy. If he <laughs> believes something, he fights tooth and nail. And if he does not believe it as we said he's going to try to destroy your credibility so it's weird that he would say yeah i believe this even though all this is put in front of me regardless stan freeman reminds me of abraham simpson they're fakes they're good fakes which leads one to believe that maybe they were made by someone in the government like i said the government the fbi even said these were made by someone in the government why why, if you're in the government, did you make these? Is it to discredit? Is it to leave breadcrumbs to actual disclosure? I don't know. Boredom. Maybe. I mean, that's as good of a, an answer as anything. Something I don't know. for the sheeple to talk about, right? Maybe. And and are you are you doing it so that you can 
you know, like I said, leave these breadcrumbs to disclosure, or are you doing it just for for fun and to mess with people and to completely throw them off the wrecked F one seventeen outside of town? Nope, it's aliens. You know, to better go check it out. Disinformation. What we're saying is we don't know. Not not one of us is sure. And but I will tell you what. No, I'm. They're sure. not. They're not real. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> what we are saying is we don't know why per se or who did them. And Stan Freeman, uh, come on, dog. <laughs> you get with the program, dude. I don't know. What say you, Hysteria Nation? What did we miss? What are we supposed to be talking about here that we just we, you know, glossed over? How can they let us know, John? Hop on Hysteria Nation. Get on Facebook. Search Hysteria Nation. Join the discussion. That's right. And while you're hopping on Facebook, facebook.com slash Hysteria51pod. That's where you can find this episode, all our other episodes. And if you're hopping on things, hop on Twitter at Hysteria51pod. Now, real important, nothing feels better than praise. How can they give us praise, John? They can go to <laughs> Apple Podcasts and leave us five stars and a review. Yeah, leave us a five-star review. It just, it feels good. It feels good. Leave us a review. It very well could be read on this show, much like I'm about to right oh, now. Hit us with a five-star, like if thank, you please. We'd like to thank uh, E4 Foxtrot for saying, keep up the great work, guys. All hail to our new overlord, Conspiracy Bot. <laughs> hey, some praise for you, Seabot. No, that's different than what you used to. You can all eat me. Um, uh, yeah. Well, now, uh, in in Brent's defense, uh, here's a different one uh, from Dr. Country. What a fantastic and well put together show. Aw, shocks. Thanks. Uh, I look forward to each new episode uh, each week, and Seabot can burn in hell. <laughs> so. That makes sense. <laughs> and uh, uh, finally, uh, been listening to this podcast. This is from the mild, Mildly Disturbing Podcast. Another show's listening Ooh. to us. Been listening to this podcast for a few days now, and aliens always interest me. This show brings an amusing take to all the crazy flat earthers out there oh. and makes it extremely interesting to watch. Great show. I love it, but you're going to give me more death threats from flat earthers. So good, I guess. Oh, my God. Here's another five star. How do I get a free I love Joe Peck t-shirt? <laughs> That's amazing. You, you don't, but you can get a Pecker t-shirt, you, which is a real thing. Which now. is a real thing. Is it? On, He's got yeah. his own shirt? Yep. Yeah, oh, it's just his face, and this is Pecker. Pecker. Yeah, I'm, if, man, I'm going to get one of those before <laughs> I leave today. I don't know. Can I delete? Can I delete reviews? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, yeah, that's on our T Public page. Sweet. And if you can't remember any of these things, also, if you need a link to our T Public or our T Spring page, which has front and back t shirts, flags, and socks. Who doesn't need some Hysteria 51 conspiracy about socks? That's what my wife got for Christmas. <laughs> Go to Hysteria51.com. I'm not joking. It's no longer new and improved. It's just improved. It's It's been out for a while. It is really, really the only place you really need on the internet, I I, I would I would venture to say. Uh, well, that and Gaia. That's we true. talked about that. That's true. Speaking of the internet, from the beautiful, beautiful Skype, Michael Cole from, from the land of Oz. Coming to us once again. Thank you for spending your Saturday talking oh. the Majestic 12, sir. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, don't forget, you still got to send us that 20 bucks. Well, yeah, of course. I'm <laughs> I'll, uh, Cashier Michael, check preferable. Michael Cole, who uh, was on the show a few weeks ago, and he's like, hey, guys, um, you know, uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm getting ready to go to the, the doctor. I'm having my tonsils out. Routine, nothing to worry about. Yeah. And then spent like the next month. Having blowouts and hacking blood Triage. And in and out of the hospital three times. So, well done. If, Metal three ER visits, an emergency surgery, inhalation of blood, pneumonia, pleurisy. Good times. 
<laughs> if you're noticing a theme with our guests and or hosts, they're uh, health problems. So, yep. you know, maybe us, us talking about these conspiracies is not a great thing. Inconceivable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just the government teaching them, you know, teaching them a lesson for, for being around us. Is that is that the word I'm looking for? Kevin, once yeah. again. Wonderful job. Sorry I brought up simulation theory. I know now yeah, you're really going to sleep for a couple up, days. So. Fucked up. I'm, maybe I'll take some melatonin. Hey, you know, take it by the mouthful. My <laughs> wife and I, we... And I'm going to need you to put them way up inside your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, my wife and I, we have melatonin. We have melatonin gummies. And the, oh. if you don't take it all the time and then you take a, a bunch of it, you have some crazy dreams I love. Really? It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't say take 37, Brent. It doesn't say not 37? to. 37? I mean, not specifically 37, which is how many you can fit in a whole mouthful. No, <laughs> Kevin Smith reference there. What's uh, I'm getting something from the box. Producer Lisa, what'd you say? He said in a row. In a row. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, thanks for being on. Thank we you really, for having me. Yeah, man. we were talking some uh, some Majestic 12. Maybe next time we'll have on, on, you on, on something that's a little more uh, esoteric. Or, or I like when Kevin has to think and it makes him uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, I enjoy that as well. Sounds like a day. <laughs> and, and Mike, I just like it when you have to have surgery when we're done. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. So with that said, I've been Brent. I've been Kevin. I've been Michael. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.